Let's talk about stress. It's still an open question when I was more stressed. Now, when running a relatively small machine learning startup with just 10 techies and over 30 international sales partners, or in the past when I was holding a senior management position and leading a research and innovation group at the largest entertainment company in the world. However, both jobs have one thing in common. It's the stress related to professional activities, either at its peak or in several high damaging waves or persisting as a constant background noise when you're not really sure if the stress is actually a new norm for you or if it will end one day. There's one ingenious but simple strategy on how to make yourself absolutely robust and resistant to work-related stress. It's a solid top-down approach and works no matter how high or how low you are. I call it the three-legged strategy and it's best to use together with the several bottom-up crafty tactics that have worked for me in the past and are still working for me as we speak. So the three-legged strategy. To be resistant and robust against any external stress and anxiety attacks, work-related stress included, you as a human being should aim at standing on three legs. These legs are your professional life, your private affairs and your hobbies. Your professional life is your whole work ecosystem, not only your company, employer, co-workers, bosses, subordinates, vendors and clients, but also your teachers, your mentors, your coaches and anyone else whom you happen to interact with the minute you enter the work mood or your office space. It's also the service itself that you provide on a daily basis to the company or to your clients, whatever you happen to be currently doing. Private life. By private life or family, I'm referring to all humans that are present in your life outside of work and with whom you interact the most. In other words, your closest family members, children, parents, spouse, or your close friends, if any. If you feel perfectly fine without any strong ties to your family or friends, it's also okay. As long as you've found your balance and you are not subconsciously or consciously seeking to change it. When it comes to your hobby, number three, I'm talking about something that inspires you or motivates you personally to take action or learn. As in the case of family or work, your hobby might also change from time to time, but it should not be directly related to either your professional endeavors or to your family members. It is something that you truly do for yourself. For me, at different times, it has been photography, uh, meditation and seeking life purpose, um, skiing, uh, horse riding, and also obsessively reading throughout my childhood. I did not have too many friends, but I did read a thousand of books. I also learned a few languages. I used to study the English language and in the year 2000s, meticulously spending up to six to eight hours on grammar, vocabulary and pronunciation uh, with coaches or by myself. I've also spent time learning Spanish at different time, uh, Italian, French and German languages. All these hobbies should keep me very busy, entertained and focused. With two well-shaped hobby and work or family and work 
or hobby and family, you are also stable, but not as much as you are with three, not to mention standing on just one leg for too long. In my opinion, using just one leg for longer than one year, you can easily uh, go into long-lasting depression. In challenging times, having all three legs well-functioning and cross-supporting each other will make you invulnerable and unstoppable against your force and to a great surprise of any of your opponents. Now let's talk about tactics. Tactics are something that it's best to use when you're already taking care of all your three legs strategically. For instance, once you've found your dream job, already working on something that most of the time doesn't feel like work. When you have a well-balanced private life, whether it to be with a spouse, children, self-contained or on your own, and when you've got a hobby that makes you look forward to the next time you will be doing it. You might come up with a different tactics, but here are mine. Tactic number one, tomorrow is another day. It really is. You might not believe it, but at least try and you will see it works. What bothers you or makes you mad today might change just because of some external factors you have no idea about nor influence on today. This worked for me too many times to be ignored by you. Tactic number two, gym or any other heavy physical activity that makes you seriously sweat. You'll be surprised to know that within the first 20 minutes of your workout, the current problem will disappear or appear differently in your head. After one hour, you might envision a possible solution or even have a master plan on how to perfectly tackle it. Tactic number three, write an email in response to your challenge that stresses you now. Do not send it to anyone, especially not to the person the email might have been intended for. Read the email the next morning and correct it based on the new findings, events or your own feelings about it. Expect a surprise. The annoyance might disappear or be partially gone by then. Tactic number four, call someone. It has to be someone you trust and who is not involved in this particular case. This person shouldn't have any stake in it. Sometimes a view from a complete outsider evokes new ideas on how to deal with the issue. I have such a person in my circle, someone whom I can call and ask for an opinion on pretty much anything. These are special people that you owe to nurture contact with regularly with a distinct care as you go through your life. If you follow these principles and carry out your overall anti-stress scheme based on this very simple three-leg steady balance, in the view of the aforementioned tactics, no stress can seriously shake you, I promise.